What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thanks for listening. Bobby, thanks for <laughs> making farting sounds. Start I'm again, trying start to start. Again. No, we're running wanted, with it. I just today, wanted to see if I could throw <laughs> today, you off. We're in the sixth chapter of Luke, and my <laughs> wife is trying to distract me with farting noises. The Corvers have fun. I blame Nancy Asmus. If you're listening or watching Nancy Asmus, she got us a Valentine's book. <laughs> Oh, called yeah. Harvey the Heart that toots. If you have kids and you're looking for a good read, <laughs> uh, Harvey the Heart, my favorite book. Okay? Uh, I'm not going to say anything else. Just order okay. that thing. Harvey the Heart. Welcome. Welcome to episode 144, Luke chapter 6 here. Now let's get serious. Now we're talking about Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. And um, what's kind of cool about this is we just came on the heels of Exodus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're in Luke, six days in. But... What we just read in the Old Testament is going to help us make a little more sense of the first couple of verses we read here. Mm, okay. In verse 1, it says, One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rubbed them in their hands, and eat kernels. Then some of the Pharisees roll up and ask, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Pharisees get a bad rap often, and usually rightfully so. Sure. But here they're like, why are you guys breaking the rules on Sabbath? I mean, for us today, like good grief, they're eating some grains, which sounds terrible, off a of stock, <laughs> which also sounds terrible, in the middle of a field. But uh-huh. why is this a big deal? Mm-hmm. If you go back to Leviticus, kind of like you know Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteron- Deuteronomy, Numbers, all these these books. There's all these Old Testament laws, right. and God gave Israel uh, gleaning laws. So that the farmers were not supposed to pluck all of the wheat and the grain on the edge of their fields for mm-hmm. the sole purpose of letting poor people, homeless people, and travelers eat for free, which yeah. is really cool. So again, when you're reading the Old Testament and you're going, what yeah. am I reading? Why is it talking about <laughs> grain and wheat? And I don't care about this. It's actually biblical justice all the way back in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy mm-hmm. where God is saying, I care for the foreigner. I care for the widow. I care for the poor people. Mm-hmm. I want them to have food. And so he gives them this law. Mm-hmm. So now the Pharisees come up and they're barking at him going, why are you doing this? You're breaking the law. Another law. Another mm-hmm. law. Yeah. So again, you're like, hey, God's looking out for people here, even Jesus and the disciples. Yeah. And as we were talking, you said you had a little empathy for the Pharisees as you read this, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. Just because we were, we have been talking about, you know, the seriousness of God's law and mm-hmm. His holiness, and how, you know, in the old, it was like you got to do this because this is the only way you relate to God. Like that is why, you know, we talked about the high priest last Monday. Mm-hmm. That's why they had to do these specific things this way was yeah. because of the holiness of God. Yeah, for sure. And so already on the scene, why this is just a significant shift is because Jesus is introducing a new way. Mm-hmm. And if you've heard about the Sermon on the Mount, that's like one of Jesus' like famous sermons, his first sermon. Oh, wait. Oh, like I was going to say, say going back to the Pharisees, though, what? you read the Old Testament, you read about people breaking laws and doing some of these things with the holiness of God and right. getting struck dead. They're or, done. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there's a little a little grace there given to the Pharisees <laughs> no. going, okay, guys, I, I, I get a little bit why you're maybe protecting these rules mm-hmm. went mm-hmm. too far. And now back to you, Jesus. Yes. New way. Yep. And so Jesus is on the scene yeah. and he's literally saying, like when it says Jesus is Lord over the Sabbath, he's, he's saying here, I'm in charge. 
Like mm-hmm. these rules aren't in charge. These commands aren't in charge. I am actually coming to not abolish them and get rid of them, but to totally fulfill them in what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so this, um, you know, the speech, this uh, sermon is kind of Luke's, it gets into it later in this chapter, is Luke's Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. It's his version of this. And all throughout the Sermon on the Mount, you hear language from Jesus that sounds like this. You have heard it said, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. But I come to tell you X, Y, Z. And so right there, even in the type of language that Jesus is using, the way that he's teaching and relating to his disciples, you know, it's rustling feathers because they're saying, no, like this, this is not the way. Yeah. And Jesus is saying. But the Mandalorian says this is the way. And Jesus is too. He's like, no, I'm here. Jesus is from Mandalore. I'm on the scene. I'm teaching you a new way. This is the way. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Because he's getting at the heart of it. He's saying, let's get behind the behavior, get behind the rules. And I want to get to the human heart. Mm -hmm. So and Mm -hmm. one of the examples you've heard that was said, don't murder. I'd tell you, anyone who's angry at his brother or sister in his heart has mm. committed murder. Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. saying, get behind the behavior because 99% of you haven't killed somebody, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but we've all been angry. What are we harboring in our heart? Exactly. Yeah. What are we harboring in our heart? So mm-hmm. that's cool. Now, I guess, Bobby, looking at the rest of the chapter, yes. you have the 12 apostles are identified, mm-hmm. blessings mm-hmm. and woes, love for enemies, judging others, a tree and its fruit, and the wise and foolish builders. Mm-hmm. Which of those sections stood out to you? So I'm actually going to, I'm going to hip hop around a little bit. I so coming from, <laughs> coming from the Old Testament, which I loved walking through with you guys, um, was a total gift. And then mm. actually transitioning now in the New Testament to be with Jesus, um, a few different things stood out. And I'm gonna read them. I'll hop you'll you'll hop with me as I read them in the message version version. <laughs> so this is What's this is the love for enemies section? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it sounds like this in the message version. I think. Is that the love of your enemies? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it ends verse like 24, but yeah, it's 27 through 36 is the love for your enemies section. Okay. And that's kind of where you're at, I think. It's a little bit where I'm at. So I'm going to be in the blessings and woes too. But just so you can hear the difference between mm-hmm. like what Jesus is introducing and where we've been. So this is verses 22 in the message version. Count yourself blessed every time someone cuts you down and throws you out. Every time someone smears or blackens your name to discredit me, what it means is that the truth is too close for comfort and that that person is uncomfortable. You can be glad when this happens. Skip like a lamb, if you like. This is verse 23. (laughs) For even though they don't like it, I do. And all of heaven applauds. And so that's one that stuck out to me. This is verse 26. There's trouble ahead when you live only for the approval of others saying what flatters them, doing what indulges them. Popularity contests are not truth contests. Look how many scoundrel preachers were approved by their ancestors. This is verse 31. Here's a simple rule of thumb for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run-of-the-mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, mm, do you think that's charity? The stingiest of pawnbroker does that. And this is the last one, verse 37. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Don't condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. 
Give away your life. You'll find it given back to you, but not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way generosity begets generosity. And so the reason that I want to read this, you probably heard this in like the NIV version or the ESV version before. Um, it just kind of gives a fresh take. And it's a little bit of that jab. A little, I think when I read this too, it was just like, yeah. Holy like, Spirit pokes. Holy, Yeah, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> Holy Spirit pokes. Because like you said, Jesus isn't talking about... Um, he, his new way is completely fresh. So he's not talking about secular justice. He's not talking, he's talking about biblical justice. And what he is getting at here isn't the behavior pattern that has kept folks, you know, close to God and that had, that did serve a great purpose. He's talking about a totally new way Mm -hmm. um, in which, what did I, I think I literally wrote down the way of Jesus is the transcendent love of God leading you into a transformed life. And yeah. this is what a transformed life looks like. Yeah. It's somebody who doesn't do things just to get their own back scratched. It's somebody that's not critical. They're actually really gracious. And so as that's kind of what stuck out to me is just like those Holy Spirit pokes just throughout the scripture in the message version, um, just kind of awakened in my heart a little bit and a little self-examination here, Bobby. And that totally, I mean, that led me to repentance in so many areas just throughout my day, I felt where the Lord has asked me to surrender that. Like, oh, you know, Bob, this this is not the way. This is not the way. <laughs> and so that's what stuck out to me. Yeah. <laughs> you were camping on a little bit of the wise builder. That's where you wanted to s- Yeah, stay. verse verse 46 stuck out to me. Mm. And it just, a word for all of us today. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's a stinger. Like, why do you call me Lord? Why do you profess to be a Christian and, and not follow the way of Christ? Mm. Why do you, you know, go to church on Sunday and sing the songs, but then the other couple hundred some hours of the week, do what you want, glorify your desires, your pleasure. And that's what Jesus is getting at here. He's saying, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not actually follow my teaching? Mm. And then he unpacks it and he talks about there's two different men and one builds his house in the right. sand. One builds his house on the rock. When the storms of life happen, the one in the sand gets wiped out and destroyed. But the one who built his house on the rock is okay. Mm. I guess I think back in my life, there have been times I've built my my house on the sand. And by God's grace, when, when hardship came, whether it was self-induced pain or just pain mm. of the world, that got wiped out. I've, I've tried to learn and say, okay, I need to do something different here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My heart goes out to people who build their house in the sand, get wiped out, and then build their house in the sand again, mm-hmm. get wiped out, and just continue this process. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just an invitation wherever mm-hmm. you're at today. You got to ask mm-hmm. yourself, where am I putting my time, my heart? What am I prioritizing in my life? Because when hardship does come, it's it reveals very quickly what we're standing on, mm-hmm. what we really care about, what we trust, what we love. And mm. just a word to let's let's not wait for our hardship to come, please. Like God, don't don't humble us. Keep us humble. Yeah. But let's stand on God's word in a relationship with Him, weekly worship, Christian community, uh, on a regular basis, so that we can build our life on the things that are most important. Mm. And then when the storms of life do come, they hurt, but we'll be okay. And mm. so, yeah, I'm asking myself, what am I giving my heart to, my time to? Different areas in my life, where am I building the, like my house? Um, yeah. Is it on the sand or the rock? Mm-hmm. And again, my, my prayer is that I, I would like to learn from my own mistakes, also the mistakes of everybody around me. Mm-hmm. Say, I don't want that. 
I got to confess yeah. this and get over to the rock stat mm-hmm. because I want the way of Jesus mm-hmm. for my life and for my family. Yeah. So why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? Mm. Clark Corver, I'm like, Pfft. Thanks, Jesus. That's a good question. I'm going to wrestle with that one. Yeah. So those are our reflections from Luke chapter six. I hope you guys are able to find time today and just sit in that. I know you're going to be blessed just like we were. That's right. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. God bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.